I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. back to another episode of Already Friends. I'm Kara. And I'm Allison. And we are glad to be back. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so glad to be back. It is a Monday of all Mondays right now. Um, can, I, can I just dive in and tell you my little morning because I haven't told you about it? Yes, dive in. Give us the update. So this morning when I woke up, we have this space heater because our apartment is really old and the insulation is not good, so we always have to sleep with a space heater on at night. Well, it tripped to the breaker, so this morning I woke up to all of the lights off, the outlet's not working, the Wi-Fi is out, and Clay works from home. So we both woke up at like 8.30. Mind you, Karen and I are trying to record at 9.30. You know, I need, like, need to make coffee, get ready. Clay's supposed to be working from home, so we have to call the landlord. Well, the breaker box thing is downstairs at the bar. Well, it's Monday morning. The bar's not open. So there's no way they could send someone out in time to get it fixed. So I'm literally came over to New Wave with the coffee maker and the coffee grinder. And I'm like making coffee on the floor. And Clay had to call in and take a PTO day to print everything off for our whole podcast thing. I was like trying to make a hotspot with my phone and my laptop and the printer but everything was fine. I got on at 9.25. Kara didn't even know, did you? I didn't even know. The audio sounded great. You could not Thanks. tell that you were not on Wi-Fi. <laughs> cool. Good. And I'm literally sitting in the New Wave bathroom right now with like <laughs> 20 blankets all around me trying to insulate it to make the audio sound a little better. So, you know, the behind the scenes was a little messy this morning, but we're doing it. Yeah, we're fine. doing it. No. Uh, How that's was your morning? Thing. Oh, it was also chaotic. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was fine. I just 
was running around like a crazy person because, you know, of course I was supposed to go to the gym at 6 a.m., but I slept in until 8.30. And Did you then, have fun with the Super Bowl? Is that oh, why? Oh, my gosh. I think that's literally what it was. Like, I didn't get, like, super drunk or anything. Like, I'm not hungover, but I think I have a food hangover because I ate <laughs> so much junk food. Like, I made – because, like, I went – I had people over. Like, I had, like, four people over, and I just bought, like, a food – amount of food for, like, 20 people. Like, I bought meatballs, and I bought wings, <laughs> oh and I bought pizza. And because it was just for me, honestly. I didn't really care if they ate it. Like, I wanted this food. I made buff chick dip. Like – and I definitely felt it in the morning. I was like, oh, oh that was God. rough on the tummy. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, my God. Did you yeah. make the buffalo chicken dip or did you buy it? No, I bought it from Trader Joe's, which oh, is actually really good. Right. <laughs> it was really good. I know. I love Trader Back Joe's. Back when I ate chicken, buffalo chicken dip I was know. definitely a crowd favorite. <laughs> it was up there in your faves. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right, so today's guest, we are having on Sierra Porter. Sierra is a friend of mine who I met at Mizzou, and holy moly, guys, this girl is so accomplished, and she's literally only 24, so she just recently launched a sustainable swimwear brand called Amini Swim. She launched it this past summer. They donate 10% of profits to ocean causes and have the most incredible purpose behind their brand, which you will hear about. She owns Sierra Jade Productions, a photography and videography company based in Phoenix in LA. She has clients such as Puma, Hair by Chrissy, Target, and works with major, major influencers. Cannot wait to tell you guys about that. She also loves to travel. This girl's been everywhere, but like the coolest places, not just like your basic vacations. She's been to Thailand, Vietnam, Kenya, like little dream bucket list goal places and yeah she's just like a warm radiant joyous person who makes everyone around her happy and better and yeah it was such a good interview yeah I can't believe how humble she was after like reading her resume and seeing everything that she accomplished it is mind-blowing that she is just so down to earth so humble doesn't take anything for granted it's just someone you want to be friends with, honestly. I Looking at her Instagram, I'm like, I cannot wait to meet her someday. She's beautiful inside and out. I think that you guys will absolutely love this interview with her. Yeah, well, let's hop into it. Awesome. Well, today we have Sierra Porter. Hello, Sierra. Thanks for coming on. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, we are so beyond excited to have you. I was doing my Instagram research last night and I was like, wow, this girl is amazing. Like, you do See it all. That? <laughs> I feel like people from my Instagram always think I'm so much cooler than I am, but really, like, I'm just sitting in sweats in my apartment by myself <laughs> talking to you guys. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's fun though. No, you're the coolest. We're so excited to have you on. And I think we should maybe just start out like, do you want to give us like a little bit of your backstory, where you're from, um, kind of what you do? Yeah, so I grew up through eighth grade in Indiana, and then moved to Missouri. So very Midwest girl. I played basketball all through high school, college, and then now I am doing photography and videography, like freelance is my main thing. I also have a sustainable swimwear company, but photography is something that I was into since I was a kid. Like I picked up a camera when I was really young. I was always wasting all my mom's film. 
And so it's something that I feel like was always part of my life. So it's, and editing videos. Like I would make my siblings do music videos with me, which are super cringy. And I don't know where any of them are now, (laughs) but no, it's just been something that I've done forever. And so it's really cool that I'm able to do it like for a living. Yeah. And I guess I was telling Allison before we hopped on, but that's even how I know you is through your photography. And I guess I should explain that how we even know Sierra. Um, We both went to the same college. We both went to Mizzou and you graduated in three years, right? Like you graduated early. I did. I did. I came back to play my fourth year though. So I still was okay. Cause you had just graduated and so had I, and we were both in Chicago and I think we'd been following each other on Instagram for a couple months, but then we messaged each other and we we're like, you want to go take pics in Chicago? <laughs> I think you're being generous because I'm pretty sure like I just slid in your DMs and I was like, hey, like I saw your town, want to go shoot? And you were super nice. And I think we just clicked. Yeah. Well, I do that with everybody. So for you to do that to me, it was like, you know, I do that all the time. So I think it's so normal. If you guys ever want to make friends, go slide in people's DMs. That's how I met, I met Allison too. So I know. know I feel like I'm so against sliding in dudes DMs, but with like girls that I want to be friends with, I will message them <laughs> in a heartbeat. I Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. But yeah, that's how we met. We took pics, hung out and then yeah, we've just stayed in touch and yeah. yeah I know. It's so fun. cool how to like look back on the pictures that we took on that trip. I feel like we've both gotten so much better. Wait, that's so funny because like Allison was saying that she was stalking you and then I did too. I was like, I got to restock Sierra. Like, and I went back to those pictures and you're so right. Like, especially, I mean, yeah, we've gotten so much better. Like, <laughs> I know it's like, it's crazy. Like, that, that long ago. How long ago was that? Like three years? I, I That's so sad. It's literally three years in June. That's nuts. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Time is flying. Yeah. But, know, that was fun. We just like wandered around Chicago and didn't we end up at some I feel like it was like some influencer thing with the little wine carts or whatever wait Allison you might know this place you know that place in Chicago it's like I think it it literally says Hampton Social if that's the it's like the it was the first neon sign restaurant Instagram place like with the green grass wall me and Sierra were like we should go to this place like we're so basic and we like walked there and it was so busy and we're like okay we're not gonna get seated but it's like the Instagram restaurant in yeah and, the, and there's only like two tables that look good with the the sign yes yeah I know the exact one yeah we, yep. we tried to go there and it was just a we all know it <laughs> we, we all know, all know. <laughs> but yeah okay that's amazing so what kind of photography videography are you up to now I have for a long time done more like senior pictures whatever because you know kind of pays well but now I've gotten more into commercial stuff so doing campaigns for brands or just recently started doing like travel videography I mean I like travel to main videos for a while but finally getting to the point where like I can get paid for it and that's something obviously that you and I have kind of been discussing but those are the two main things I love doing campaigns for brands I just love anything where I feel like I have creative control Because if I'm following what someone else tells me to do exactly, I get a bit bored. (laughs) So yeah, creative control is the main thing that's important to me, but really I'll do whatever. Like people, I feel like I do the most random shoots, but it's all fun. Are you the main creative director for the swim line? Yeah. uh, My partner, she has a lot of input too, but I would say that the creative stuff is more my thing. And I would say that like sales and um, I guess tactics or whatever is more her thing. So whenever there's like photo shoots or videos or anything, those are pretty much my idea. But like I run everything by her and like we agree on everything. So I can't say it's all me, but I mean, she 
isn't into photography or videography. So it just works out that I know how to do all that stuff. So most of that stuff does fall on me, but we haven't like differentiated it to where she doesn't have any input at all. Yeah. You should tell us about your swimwear line because you guys launched this year similar, you know, Allison launched a company this year. It's nuts. Like how, yeah. Tell us all about Amini, the backstory, what it means. Yes. So, okay. I'm going to start from the beginning. So I, like I said, I kind of travel a lot, do videos, whatever. And I was traveling a lot with my friend Hallie and we would always partner with swimwear brands and I would just shoot stuff for them in whatever locations we were in. And then we were about to go to Thailand. Actually we went last January. So a little over a year ago. And I was like reaching out to the swimmer brands. And for some reason, this time, like none of them answered me. And so I got a little salty and I was like, I'm just going to make my own swimmer <laughs> brand. And oh my God, I know it's like really petty, but love that sustainability is something that's been super important to me. Like I love the ocean and taking care of our planet. I just feel like we all can do a better job. So I knew I didn't want to just make regular swimwear. I wanted it to have like a bigger purpose. And so all the fabrics are recycled plastics. That was the first thing that I knew I wasn't going to like, I was like a non-negotiable. And then the second thing is I wanted to be sure that our manufacturer paid their employees a livable wage and was good working conditions. Because I think a lot of times, since we don't know the backstory of where our clothes are made, we don't really care. But like, once you know the information on the fashion industry and how so many people are exploited just to make the clothing, uh, you can't really go back from that knowledge. And so I just knew that I, for my own integrity, like I had, even though it costs more, you just have to do the right thing and go with a ethical manufacturer. And then the name Amini, so it's actually Swahili. So me and Aubrey, my business partner, we both have ties to like, so I went to Kenya for a mission trip and it was just it like rocked my world. It was the most important thing to me ever. And her family had adopted kids from Uganda at one point. And so we both had like ties to Swahili. And so we knew we wanted to use that somewhere in our brand. And so we were just like Google searching random words, like Google translate, like, what does this sound like in Swahili? Does it sound cool? And we, she looked up believe and Amini means believe in Swahili. And like our faith is super important to both of us. And so it just seemed literally perfect. We loved the way it sounded. And so we went with that name and yeah, it's, that's kind of the backstory on how it was created. And it's the perfect name, perfect branding. I love it so much. Thank you. The quality's so good. I have my black and brown one. The cute. I know. (laughs) It's, I love that one. It's so cute. And the, yeah, the quality's so good. And you're right. Like it is important to think about that kind of stuff because fast fashion is just insane. It's nuts. And I just don't think that people truly understand like the cost for other people when we're paying so little for our clothes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's really impressive that you took it upon yourself to find a manufacturer that did both because I feel like a lot of people do want to start a clothing brand or have aspirations like that. But finding a manufacturer is not an easy thing. You have to go through so much trial and error and it's a big investment. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing about me, which it could, you could see it as a strength. You could see it as a weakness, but I am like very (laughs) impulsive. And once I have an idea for something, I'm just like, I'm going to make it happen. And so I didn't put a ton of research into a manufacturer. Like you said, it's really trial and error to find the right fit. And I literally just got on Google and was like sustainable swimmer manufacturer. And I found one 
And I read like on their website and like talked to them about their ethical practices. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I literally, the first one that I found, I was like, okay, bet we'll use them. And I think that that's definitely like, don't do that because <laughs> we had, we had some issues <laughs> later and now we're looking for a new manufacturer, but um, no manufacturing, I think has been the hardest part of the business. Like, because I don't know if it's just a different like country time thing, but every deadline that they say that we're going to meet is always like a month later. And it's the most frustrating thing when you're planning marketing trips or like planning your launches because you plan it based on those dates, but we've just had the hardest time getting things done on time. And so our launch last year was supposed to be early spring, but it wasn't until July, which is like way after swim season. So it's been definitely trial and error and we're learning a lot as we go. But yeah, man, finding a manufacturer is definitely the toughest part. Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard to like explain that to the customer because you're not like, you know, people might be wondering, why are you launching in July? Like you should have launched in May. And you're like, I know, trust me. Like we wish we would have too, but there's a lot to learn. And I think other entrepreneurs are really understanding of that. But like, you're not going to just put that on your website and tell your average customer like those things. But but yeah, there's just so many behind the scenes complications that you have to kind of put a smile on on the outside and be like, everything's fine. This was totally according to plan. Right. And also like with COVID, like you said, launching last year, it was like, who does that? You and I, girl. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know what's wrong with us, but it's fine. Um, the fabrics <laughs> that we use that are like the recycled plastics are from Italy. And like Italy was the first country to completely shut down. And so they weren't exporting anything. Like we couldn't get our fabrics. So we had our patterns and everything figured out, but it was just like put on hold until Italy started shipping again. And so that was another reason that our launch was so late, but it worked out. I think we're going to have, I mean, we did pretty well considering all the circumstances and no one's really going on vacations in the middle of a pandemic. And so I feel like we had a good launch, but I feel like this year is going to be much better. Yeah. What are your plans for this year? What are your goals? Like, where do you see the brand going in 2021? Yeah. So our main goals for this year are to have multiple launches instead of just one big launch. And so we've been working on a bunch of new designs, getting new colors. A lot of it's just getting feedback from customers on what they did and didn't like. We have a lot of people that's like a younger audience. So it's trying to design things that fit them and then also like an older audience. And then the in-between audience that's, you know, doesn't care as much what the sunset looks like. And so it's trying to find that balance of like, who are we exactly catering to? And you know, when you are a smaller company, we did everything like bootstrapped. Like we didn't raise any capital. We just did it from our savings. And so we don't have the biggest budget. And so it's really just trying to be really smart and decide which designs we think are going to get us the furthest. And part of that is trying to be unique and stand out. And so we have our launch actually next weekend of our vegan leather swimsuits, which is really exciting. No I feel like they're so sick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just trying to find different ways to stand out and like grow so that just word of mouth spreads. Honestly, our biggest thing this year is just an upward trajectory. That's awesome. I think it's really great too, that you're realizing that you can't be everything for everyone. That was something that took me a long time too, because you're like, oh, I want to, you know, have the perfect fit for all bodies and all ages and all the colors and simple patterns and crazy patterns. And then you go to do the numbers and you're like, we can't this afford is not possible. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy because 
I mean, we are so on board with like the body positivity and, you know, including all body sizes, doesn't matter like what you look like, you can rock whatever you want to rock, but people don't understand that extending like sizes, either direction, either to super small or to like bigger cost thousands and thousands of dollars for every size that we add. And so it's been, that's kind of been for each size. Yeah. And so it's been tricky for us to figure out what sizes do we feel like we have to include right now and what can we kind of postpone to when we have the capital because we never want to come off like a brand that's only for you know skinny girls and <laughs> we want everyone to feel comfortable and like they can fit in an amini swimsuit but money-wise that has been tough for us and then there's also like we have a lot of dudes that are like what are you going to make swim trunks and we're like wait that's mm. a really good idea but like we don't have the money so I don't know there's so many things that we want to do <laughs> and there's so many um ways that we want to expand but patience is not my strong suit when I'm having to learn it because <laughs> we can't do everything at once well the things that you are doing are incredible like I was bragging to Allison about how insane well she was insane too like your social medias are so good for a meanie and your production company like it like the branding's on point and yeah, we're just like so impressed with everything that you do on Thank that you. end yeah that, that has been actually really fun for me to like figure out and learn how to brand a business because I mean even for a photography company or whatever you kind of just have the pictures that people hire you for but when you are shooting for like your own swimmer company or whatever your own whatever company and you get to completely direct what that looks like it's been really fun yeah and especially you know like you were saying with doing other clients and stuff like do you want to tell us about some of the other clients you've shot like maybe what your coolest client has been up to date yeah um so I've gotten to do one or two shoots for Puma because you know my brother is signed with Puma and so I get to do shoots for him and that's always fun to shoot with your family and yeah. I've done I've done a shoot for Target and that was pretty sick I met some cool people on that and it was like we were in a cabin for two days out in was it it was at Aspen but Breckenridge maybe I think it was Breckenridge yeah that was really cool I met some awesome people um Mark Clennon is one of my favorite photographers ever and he was there so got to meet him and then recently I've been doing a lot of shoots I feel like every influencer is gonna know who I'm talking about hair by Chrissy <laughs> she is the sweetest oh, yeah. little angel ever and I've been doing a lot of shoots for her new lines that are coming out and that's been really fun so those are probably my top three right now besides all the Amini stuff like if someone were to start you know kind of like you wanting to get in photography videography like how did you get all these cool clients like what did you, what would you say is like your best tip for kind of getting in with all this like target and all these people? I think the biggest thing for me hasn't been like how good my Instagram looks or how good my website looks, whatever, but it's just been word of mouth. And so I think treating every single client, like whether it's a free client that you're doing a test shoot or whether it's like you, one of your friends from school that you're doing their senior pictures, whatever, just treat them like they're the highest client that you've ever wanted to get. And they're going to tell other people and that's just going to spread. And so for me, like I have a friend that goes to get her hair done by Chrissy and she told Chrissy about me because she's loved the shoots that I've done for her, even though all the shoots I've done for her is just like friends hanging out, like taking fun pictures. You know what I mean? So I just think treating every person when it comes to like your profession as though they're super important is going to get you so far. That's really good advice. Yeah. Your, your network is your net worth. Like, that's the same for me. Like every cool job I've ever gotten was like 
a referral. <laughs> like, you know, Seriously. and I don't think that I was ever agreed like the most qualified person, but like I was nice and like people like could have a conversation with me and like I could do an interview. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that being kind and like making those connections goes so far in life and like right like so huge yes after one of my shoots with Chris this last one I did with Chrissy like she called me and she was like the models like love you so much everyone just loves you like because sometimes photographers are kind of mean but you're just nice and I just think that's I don't know why that's such a thing in our industry of photographers just being kind of uppity or rude but honestly if you're just nice that's gonna set you ahead of so many people because you're fun to work with yeah I think with photographers and videographers like they have like a vision and they don't know how to convey it like with words so they're just like stand here put your arm up like this drop your leg because like I I've seen it too and I'm just like everyone have fun like because I agree like I'm not the best but I'm like let's all do something fun like I'll just snap it like exactly exactly just make their experience feel like a fun thing rather than a job and then you're golden yeah, and that's going to come across in the pictures. Like, if the photographer is <laughs> yelling at people, they're going to look, like, afraid and, like, they're not having fun. So wouldn't you think that you want to, like, make it lighthearted and enjoyable for them? I 100% agree with that. I think Kara hit it right on the head that sometimes photographers have just their vision and any other input just is more like a bother to them rather than help. But I love hearing people like, well, let's try this. Let's try that. I think you just have to work together with whoever's on set and that you know get you well we should talk more about like your travel videography because I like I was telling Allison too when we talked about bringing you on I was like she has the coolest travel videos she made one recently for Turks and Caicos and I'm literally gonna book a flight to Turks and Caicos <laughs> hey, because of her video Turks and Caicos. I'm waiting for the check yeah. <laughs> um at <Tom's> board, <laughs> hire her so yeah when did you start filming your trips because I know you filmed your Kenya trip, Vietnam, like you have so many cool videos. So tell us about that. So I, traveling has always been a dream of mine all through high school, college, whatever. But when you play a sport in college, your time is so spoken for to where like, I just couldn't go anywhere. And so Vietnam was the first big trip I went on. I think it was 2018. I'm so bad with dates, but I think it was 2018. And I just knew I was going to make a video from it because I would make little videos around different towns in America that I would visit. So like when I went to Seattle or I don't even know where else, but I feel like I would make videos around here and they just weren't, you know, as amazing as a foreign trip because there just wasn't as much culture shock. But yeah, Vietnam was my first big trip. And so ever since then, every trip I go on, I feel like I make a video. And it's it wasn't something at first that I really thought that I would or could get paid for but then once I saw how big the travel uh, industry is and I don't want to say like travel influencer because I don't feel like I'm a travel influencer I just feel like I like to make videos while I travel but once I realized how big that industry was and how much people get paid for that stuff I mean I was like okay (laughs) sign me up yeah dream come true to get paid to travel yeah like why not I love what you do in your videos because for me as someone who, you know, is watching them, I notice that you're always highlighting the locals and like the authentic experience. And like, I feel like that's one of your strong suits is like, obviously your storytelling, but also just like the faces and like the people that you meet. I feel like you do such a good job of highlighting that part of a place versus like the cool 
Instagram like spots that you're jumping off a pool and it's <laughs> right. like the, I mean you should do that too so definitely like, you gotta mix it in you gotta but mix no. it in but yeah you do such a good job of that thank you I feel like that's so important to me because I don't want to ever feel like I'm traveling just to use someone's like home and country as a backdrop for my cool videos like I'm going to want to learn their culture, like learn their foods. I always try to learn a few words, which I always forget them like a month later, but I try. And I don't know. I just think <laughs> the people are so beautiful and have such a story to tell such a unique, different life that if I didn't include them in my videos, then it's kind of like, what's the point? Like people don't really want to watch me prance around a foreign country without, <laughs> without even understanding what the foreign countries really like. So yeah, that's always been really important to me. So thank you for noticing. Oh my gosh. How could you not? You're so talented. It like comes across. Was there ever like a big culture shock you had ever on any of these trips or ever filming? Yeah, I think that the first trip I went on was probably the biggest culture shock just because I had never been somewhere where I'm completely surrounded by people that I cannot speak to. And that was tough with like transportation or hotels or just even understanding if they're overcharging us for something. You know what I mean? So that was hard, but nobody's oh and Vietnam a lot of them are very small and there's not very many black people there and so when I got there and I'm like 6'3 and I'm black and I just look completely different people were like taking pictures of me all the time like I was some celebrity I'm like what are you gonna do with that really like literally coming up to my face and just shoving a camera in my face and taking a picture or like asking for a picture with me and that kind of blew my mind like I didn't really know how to handle it but I mean, people were nice. So, I mean, if you want to treat me like a celebrity, then <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> exactly. But no, I think that was the biggest culture shock just because I had never experienced completely feeling so far from home. But once you experience it once, you kind of know what to expect, even if it's a completely different country. Yeah. With In relation to your videos, what camera did you take? And did you plot out kind of what you wanted or were you just capturing on the fly and then worked it out later yeah so camera I can't remember if the first video I shot was with a 6d a canon 6d or if I already had my 1dx mark ii but all of my videos since Vietnam I know for sure I shot on my canon 1dx mark ii but I think I think the first one was a 6d so honestly like I'm not I'm not one to tell people that they should get the most expensive camera ever I think people can make really impactful amazing videos on their iPhone and but once you get into like a business thing obviously you're going to upgrade but yeah I shoot with a Canon 1DX Mark II and I pretty much only travel with one lens so the 24 to 70. Would you recommend that because that's what I do too. What travel with one lens? Yeah it just gets so heavy when you have more than so one. Heavy yeah that's I mean it's worked for me like and then if you're bringing a drone and you're bringing like if you ever bring a trip whatever everything just gets so heavy and I feel like my backpack is ripping my shoulders off and so I'm going with one lens. <laughs> in those countries did you feel like unsafe or unsure having such a big camera around you know like I there was one time where I took my can into Morocco and I felt like all the eyes were on me and I couldn't discreetly video did you ever have challenges like that that felt like hindered you from getting the full experience? Actually, no, but I kind of feel like I'm naively just unafraid of my surroundings at all times. And so like, I never, I just think the best of people, like I don't ever think they're trying to take my stuff, but I, I am smart. Like I won't leave it. in if I'm staying in like a hostel or something, like I won't leave it in the room, 
but I don't know. I've never really been scared. And I feel like people are always more than willing to be on the camera because they don't really, like I said, I look so different. And then I have like this camera, I'm like, you want to blah, 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 like do whatever, be in my video. And they just like, we'll do whatever and are so kind and just so happy to be a part of it. So I haven't had any crazy experiences, but what was Morocco like? You just felt like people were just eyeing you with the, the expensive camera. Yeah, we had, to, we ended up taking it back to the... <clears throat> And I'm the same way. I definitely don't feel like I'm like ever afraid, super naive. I'm always like, everything's fine. Like I'll walk down any alley that I probably shouldn't stay out late, whatever. But Morocco is definitely the only place I've ever been where I truly felt like those rules needed to go out the window and I needed to actually be safe and wear pants and cover all of my, cover all of my skin. Yeah. I mean, we, we did even get cornered in an alley no way and they tried to steal our suitcases yeah how did you get they out were, like of pulling on them um ironically this couple walked by that were uh, expats from canada and they knew the language and so they like spoke to them and like got them away for us and then the expat couple walked us back to our hotel that is a crazy story i'm so glad like that is so lucky and blessed they walked by at that time right have you had any moments like that, Sierra, where there was like, it was scary <laughs> when you were traveling? There is one story. It's like kind of funny, but like, it's actually like kind of messed up. <laughs> okay. So me and my friend Hallie, when we were in Vietnam, we had rented mopeds at one point and like hers kept dying, but then we get it to start back up. But then we ended up like in this huge random parking lot with like no one around except a security guard. So we were like, and our phones didn't work. So we we're like, can you call like the scooter people or um like help us get it back started and so he would like he would try to sit so he would sit on the moped my friend Hallie's moped and then he would like motion for her to come over and like sit on it with him like you know how intimate that is it's like a tiny little scooter and she'd be like no like no and so he would get off and she would, get on and he would like try to get on with her and like put his hand on her butt and like hold it and she we were staring at each other like, we did not know what to do like it could have gone so south like he was being so inappropriate and as soon as her scooter turned back on we whipped out of there <laughs> we just peeled out <laughs> it was nice. I... I was like I don't, I don't know if it was the because they don't really have the same personal space standards I feel like Americans like we all just kind of keep our space but there anywhere you are like in line or on an airplane like everyone just mushes against you I just feel like it's part of their cultural thing and so I don't know if it was that or if he was really I don't know what he was trying to do but the hand on the booty is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nothing, nothing really that crazy has ever happened. Do you feel like your height helps with that? Because I feel like I was always 5'4 when I was traveling. So I like looked so vulnerable, probably. Like I feel like being taller would help. I do actually think it does help because I'm like taller than all the men over there even. So, I mean, I'm not like a prime <laughs> yeah. target for anything. I'm just like, nobody really wants to mess with me, which is a great thing. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, that is a great thing. So with the places you've been, so again, stalking your Instagram, I came up with, you went to Kenya, Thailand, Vietnam, Tulum. I feel like these are all places that like, when someone's like, I want to leave the country, they go to like Paris or London how did you find all these places? Like what made you want to go to such like the road less traveled places? Right. So honestly, I knew I wanted to go to Asia first and 
our first trip was Vietnam, but we wanted to go to Thailand, but on Google, it said it was their monsoon season. And so we're like, okay, let's do something else. And we looked up Vietnam and it said it wasn't their monsoon season. And we talked to a couple people that actually had been there and they said they liked it so much more because it was less touristy. And so we went there, but turns out it was their monsoon season. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lied. But uh, so it was like kind of rainy every day, but then it would clear up. So it, it really wasn't bad at all. Like, I don't think people should avoid traveling just because of that time of year. But so that one was kind of just, we chanced upon it. Like, like I told you, I, I do things on a whim. And so yeah. as soon as we saw that, I was like, okay, let's book the tickets. So we went there first. And then after that, I went to Tulum. That one was, I had never been to Mexico. I feel like everyone's gone to Mexico and I didn't want to do like the, what's, where's everyone go? Like Cabo, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I like I've been there. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, it's, it's but, like, it, it's basic. I mean, it's easy. I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like Tulum is kind of getting like that though. Like everyone goes to Tulum now, but so I went there next and then Kenya, I went on a mission trip which I was thrilled about. I feel like I really got to experience the culture and like, like I said, not just prance around with a pretty backdrop, but really get in there and meet people. And then Thailand, we went to, because obviously we originally wanted to go to Thailand. And then I actually, my friend Grace came on that trip too. So it was like the three little amigos. (laughs) So that's kind of when I went those places. Well, where's next? Like what's your next location once we can travel? internationally I was supposed to be going to Bali in April for a job so hopefully as soon as travel opens that job still happens and going to Bali and then I don't know I feel like I have so many places I want to go I really want to go somewhere in like the Middle East I want to go to Egypt or I don't know there's some I have a whole list I know this is kind of like nerdy but all the places that Jesus went in the Bible I really like want to go through all those places so that's high on the list but what about you where do you want to go wait that's funny my boyfriend wants to do the same thing he's like no way i want to go to jerusalem he's like i just think like the dead sea would be so cool yes like i think those places are yeah i think a lot of people have like really moving experiences going somewhere so old we don't know like anything like that in the u.s no there's so much history and also I feel like it's not like that's an adventure to me like that's a whole adventure not a vacation and I feel like there's a difference between the two and I love an adventure like that so yeah yeah I mean I know that's definitely up there because like that's yeah so far from home have never done anything like that um I want to go to Tokyo so bad I I think we talked about this I want to do the Mario Kart thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's all go um whenever we can please i wanted to go for like the cherry blossom season but yeah really i soon. really want to isn't it april I, yeah i think that it's not gonna happen but that's on the list for me what about you allison i don't know i think i'm trying to not even dream at this point about traveling otherwise it'll like make myself sad <laughs> but i really really just want to go back to amsterdam that's so lame but i've already been there three times but let's make it four. I don't know. I just want to take clay there mainly. No, I can like 100% understand why Allison's obsessed because it is just like the coolest place ever. Really? Okay, I'll add it to the list. Yeah. I want to go on a European Definitely. tour because I, I actually have not been to Europe. Oh, whoa. Wait, I let's know. go. Yeah. I feel like that's where everyone <laughs> that's goes and I've just never been. Yeah. 
I feel like people always get their feet wet in Europe. They're like, okay, that was new and different, but like they still speak English. You can still get around. And then people usually hop over to Asia and the Middle East. So you just, you just went for it. <laughs> I know that was kind of intentional. I, when I was first planning my first trip and I only had money for one trip, I was like, I don't really want to go where I feel like is easy. I want it to be scary. <laughs> You definitely seem like someone that challenges themselves. Even thinking back to your college experience playing basketball and doing school, was that super hard to balance? Um, It wasn't that hard for me just because I feel like at Mizzou, at least, they help you so much with scheduling and making sure that your classes don't interfere with practice. And then they make you have like mandatory study halls to where you have to get your work done. And so for me, I didn't feel like it was that hard. It definitely is super time consuming. Like all of my friends were just my teammates because you're around each other and then you don't really have time to build other friendships, but it was fun to me. I loved it in school. I didn't pick that hard of a major because I knew what I wanted to do, but I knew I didn't want to study photography because I thought I would get bored if someone told me <laughs> what to take pictures of. So I didn't have the hardest major. I think I was in like sports management. So it wasn't that, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah. With your major, I think that we, we love asking people this question. Like you're such an entrepreneur now. Like if you guys don't know, Sierra has her own videography course. She sells presets. Like you're very much someone, and you know, with the swimmer line too, of course, like you're very much someone who's totally an entrepreneur doing their own thing. Like, do you feel like your major was important to setting you up for that success Or do you think someone can do that kind of stuff with just like any type of education, you know, if they went to college or if they didn't go to college? I think you can, I feel like this is going to be a controversial answer, but I don't (laughs) don't feel like college is necessary. I don't feel like it helps me at all with what I'm trying to do. I mean, yes, there's the time management part and learning like with group projects, how to take the lead and be a leader, whatever, like those things translate for sure. But I feel like I got a lot of that from sports, you know, like hard work and working with a team or like being a leader all that stuff like I feel like yes college is good you learn time management whatever but I think you can learn so much now on YouTube or reading a book or listening to a podcast that helps you and so I feel like if you don't have something that you have to go to college for to learn like to be a doctor or a lawyer things like that then I don't know that it's worth worth the money I agree I think the one thing that college really gave me that was priceless was just the network I wouldn't know Kara we wouldn't be on this podcast with you right now because you guys never would have met and I think that a lot of times we do forget about the connections that you make in college like you're kind of just paying I don't know for the legitimacy of I don't know being a college student I guess it's still definitely esteemed to have a college education versus just high school like people take you way more serious but I do think if you reach a point where you're excellent at what you do, no matter what education level you have, then you can still go really far. And I think that that's something that people in low-income households like really need to hear. If you just really apply yourself Absolutely. to something, even if you can't afford college, there's still, you can dream big. So like with Instagram and like social media, you can make those connections anywhere. Yes, and like you can. my job at BD I made like I got that connection from following someone on Instagram like we had never met in person like we were just both videographers in college and we kind of connected through like the college videographers Facebook group and we had just networked from like messaging each other over the years like really love your latest video like you know just like stuff like that so you yeah I agree like you definitely don't need to go to college but you definitely need to make sure that you're actively always meeting new people 
and just like trying to be helpful. Like I think that like something that I practice is just like putting myself out there, helping other people and not worrying about like the immediate return. Like, Oh, what's in it for me? Like, I feel like I'm always just trying to help people. And then I always like, it always just comes back to me, whether it's like four years down the road or like, and I feel like we're all like that because right. I, you know, like, like, like I said, some I of the did. biggest connections or biggest shoots I've had come from free shoots that I've done. And so I feel like people just need to realize like you can help people out and that'll, that'll get you to where you're trying to go. Not everything has to be to make money. Exactly. Word of mouth is truly everything. And like how you said you did photos for your friend and then got the hair by Christy gig. Um, that's like customers coming into my store. I had this girl come in and she was like, I love your shop so much. It's definitely not my style and it's not for me, but I'm going to tell my best friend to come in here. And then her best friend came in and spent like $200. So truly being nice and treat, like you said, treating every person like they are the best client or customer you've ever had because you never know who they're going to tell and relay that to. Exactly. I might not need photos from you right now, but I might know a hundred people that do. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. It's people really underestimate that. Like they'll pay so much for Instagram ads or for like Facebook ads or just I want to try to get their website perfect, but like your website doesn't matter if you don't have people to go to it. And so I honestly preach word of mouth as the biggest marketing tool ever. Yeah. I think I wanted to ask like, yeah, if someone wanted to do something like what you're doing, like what are the best pieces of advice that you have or things that you messed up in the beginning you wish you would have done differently? Anything like that? I, Okay, one of the biggest pieces of advice I have is just to start putting your work out there. Like even me, when I look at some of my old stuff, whether it be videos or photos, like I am so sad and I cringe. I'm like, that's that's trash. But if I never put them out there, like I got people to pay me back then. Like it was nothing compared to what like I get paid now. But I mean, if you never put it out there and never get feedback and never grow, then I mean you're not you're not gonna get where you're trying to get. So I think a lot of people get stuck trying to be perfect at their craft or be the best at what they do without ever being vulnerable enough to put your beginning stages out there. And so I think it's just starting and just doing it and not worrying about people's response because your friends are still going to be your friends and still going to support you, even if you aren't the best at what you do, and they're going to help you grow to become the best. So I just think a lot of us, especially with how harsh critics on social media can be people can get scared to put their work out there or to, you know, share what they're doing or what they're working on. And I just think you have to block that out and be vulnerable and share what you're doing. And that's the only way that you're going to grow. So no matter what level you're starting at, just to be brave enough to put it out there. Yeah. With that, I mean, nowadays I see people on TikTok, like, you know, saying that exact same thing in a video, like, guys, just go ahead and like post that video. Like, don't worry about people think. And like all the comments are like, I'm scared people are going to think of me of school. Like if I post my photos, like I'm, and I feel like it's like the judgment, like the judgmentalness of social media has never been as bad as it is now. And people it's are literally never, scared. Yeah. They are scared. I remember what, cause I was homeschooled until high school. So I was homeschooled. I would make, like I said, music videos, whatever. And I would put them all on YouTube. Cause I just like love to do it. And I thought it was so cool. And then like my first day that I went to public school, I was like, I'm going to get eaten alive. And I deleted everything from YouTube. And like, I don't have those videos <laughs> no. anymore. And so that's like, I'm so sad that I did that because I, I mean, that just speaks to how like true those fears are though. Like even I went through that and part of that's an age thing and like a maturity of realizing that other people's opinions don't matter. 
But if I had kind of learned that back then to just keep doing what I'm doing and not, because there was a couple of years where I just didn't make videos because I was nervous that people were going to be mean about them. And I, I don't know, that's so sad. And I don't want people to get caught in that because I've lived through that. And I don't know. I just, that's why I'm so adamant on just do what you want to do and be passionate about it and share it. And, you know, the right people are going to love it. Yeah. And I think people love to see growth and progress because going back to your Instagram and being like, oh, that's how she got started. Like, I want to do that too. It's more inspiring to people when people have evolved and grown rather than just someone being amazing the first time they do something. People are like, okay, well, that doesn't help me. I don't know how they got there. I don't know the backstory. I don't know all of the sacrifices that they made. So I think it's inspiring to show people your progress and your bad stuff more than it is to just show the perfect final version. Because then that makes it attainable. It's like, okay, well, this person mm-hmm. that I really look up to and is great at what they do, like, well, they kind of started right where I'm at right now. And then it, then it's not so daunting to continue to work on it, even when you don't see the straight incline growth. Like sometimes you're going to plateau, but I just think, I just think, yeah, like you said, it's way more valuable to share the whole story and not just act like you've been amazing at what you do from day one, because none of us have. No, we're all a beginner at something. Exactly. I think that's a hard thing to learn as a, when you're starting your own business too, you're like, okay, I'm amazing at photo and video and maybe the network relations, but there's all these things that I have no idea what I'm doing. So really swallowing your pride and being like, okay, I actually do need to hire an accountant. I have no idea about that realm of the world. You're not going to know everything. That is something that I am absolutely still learning. Like you have to just be able to trust in people that are better than you at what you have to have done. Like accounting, I don't know anything about taxes or finances or any of that stuff. And like, I truly, I don't care to. <laughs> and so Me like, either. That. <laughs> I love what you said in your pre-interview. So I sent out a survey to all our guests. I love what you said about how everything you do might not be that big, but like you can do it with your faith. Like, do you want to talk about that? So I think that was really impactful. Yeah, it's just something that, okay, so I think what I said exactly was like anything that I want to pull it up, but I can't right now. Okay. Anything that I do (laughs) on my own, like won't be that big or that impactful, but anything that has God in the center um, has the ability to change the world. And that's just something that I truly believe. I believe that anything that I am chasing, whether it be for like my own fame or my own success or my own accolades, like it's going to end with me and that's going to end when I die. But anything that I do with God in the center is, can have that lasting impact. And for me, that just is so tied to like where I'm placing my identity, because if I'm putting my identity in reaching this certain level or selling this many swimsuits or getting this award for some video or something, well, when I don't get those things, like what happens, like I'm going to crumble. But if everything that I do has a purpose bigger than me. And I'm really striving to live, to have God in the center of everything that I do and just impact for his kingdom. Then I know even if I don't reach my goals, because I do think goals are important, but even if I don't reach those goals, my identity is not tied to them and like, I'll be okay. And I'll know that I'm where I'm supposed to be. Wow. That is so beautiful. I love that. And it just gives you like a bigger perspective of it all. Right. For sure. Like if I'm just trying to take pictures to get money well that's just a cycle that is kind of unfulfilling but if I have this gift and this ability that I know part of it's yes hard work but part of it God just gave me an eye for it and then I'm using that okay 
every client that I meet, every person that I meet, I can pour into and lift them up. And like, you see it as something bigger than just the cycle of making money, but you see it as impacting people. Then I just think any job that you're in, not just photography, anything that you do can be so purpose-filled and that's, that's lasting. Especially for what you do. Like someone could just be like, oh, she's just taking pictures for Instagram, but it's like, well, she's also making someone like feel really confident who might be very nervous on camera or like doesn't like the way they look because they've never all they see is their phone, like their phone selfie camera. But like from your perspective and your way of taking photos, like they're actually so beautiful. Like You know what I mean? Like, I feel like your purpose is making people feel really beautiful, confident and having fun. And I don't know, I feel like with any everyday job like even if it's something as like an accountant or like you know something day-to-day like your purpose can be like bringing a smile on someone's face and that's just as important as people doing like the Elon Musk of the world or or, like the presidents and like stuff like that so you just have mm -hmm. to impact your corner and that's like even okay with the swimmer business you're like oh it's selling swimsuits like there's nothing wholesome about that but like I tried to find ways of like okay choosing to work with manufacturers that treat people well and pay them a livable wage well that is changing like the standard for the fashion industry and that's going to impact people really positively or like I don't know if I even mentioned like we make sure we give 10% of our profits to organizations that either like help people or the planet and so I think even no matter like what you do like at the surface something can seem so shallow like a swimsuit company like kind of seems shallow but if you just dig deeper and find ways within whatever you're doing and whatever you find yourself doing to impact people. I just think we all can contribute so much to this world and we just have to like dig deeper, deeper in the initial surface of what a job or a title looks like. Absolutely. And you never know who you're going to inspire to do something else. Like maybe there's some 12 year old girl watching who has seen your story and saw you start that swimmer line. And then they launch this next crazy sustainable product that does end up having a huge impact. Right. Exactly. It's all a domino effect. And for sure. But yeah, I mean, it's cool to talk about this because I feel like you guys ask amazing questions and people don't really ask questions like that that much. So it's cool to be able to share like your heart behind something. Yeah, I mean, that was why I kind of want to start this podcast is like we know so many cool people who aren't getting interviewed like this and have these amazing stories and like are doing these incredible things for the world on like a smaller scale because, you know, you only hear about the biggest of the big like people doing the coolest stuff. But yeah, there's so much importance and just like the smaller movements going on in the world. And exactly, people need these platforms to share what they're up to. For sure. And like, even with what you're doing, like you said, you wanted to start this podcast to give people a platform, like on the surface, if people hear that, oh, you're just starting a podcast. Well, it seems like a lot of people are starting a podcast, but if you have a purpose Mm -hmm. so much deeper than that and to give light to like people that don't have the same opportunity, like interview wise, well, then you're making a huge impact and you're instilling confidence in those people and reminding them that what they do is in fact valuable. So I love it. And I'm really proud of you guys. Thanks. Thank you. It's just hard because on Instagram, everything, what we said earlier, just is so black and white. Like, oh, you have a swimwear company. Oh, you take photos. And so having the audio of a podcast, you're like, yes, but because of these reasons and yeah, you're, you have it on the website or you have it in the bio, but hearing it come out of the owner, the creator, the co-founder's mouth makes it so much more deep and meaningful. Oh, 100%. They're, the story behind everything is what gives things their value, not just the, the title. 
Oh, Allison, do you want to ask our last question? Yeah, are we going to put her on the spot? <laughs> no, it's not. A, it's not a hard question. We're thinking we need to have a signature question that we ask at the end of each interview. So take it away, Allison. <laughs> In your opinion, what makes a good friend? Ooh, what makes a good friend? I like this because it's like a play on the name of your podcast. Good, good work, guys. Okay, <laughs> I think there, I think there's so many things that make a good friend, but I think to really have like that deep friendship that you know you're walking with life, walking through life with them, you kind of have to match on like a foundational level of what you believe because then you're able to push each other to grow. You're able to hold each other accountable. And you're able to really just challenge each other. I think a good friend really challenges you. They aren't just a yes man. They aren't just there for like the party times, but they're there for the hard times and they're there to lift you up. And I think that all comes back to just matching on your foundation of what you believe. Because if someone is super like rooted in faith and someone is kind of more like whatever, like life is short, like do whatever I want. Well, then your advice to each other isn't going to help. You know what I'm saying? And so I just think yes, you can have those friends. and They're kind of like your fun friends, for sure. I have a lot of friends that I wouldn't say are necessarily deep, but like a really good friend that you're walking through life with, you just have to challenge each other. And yeah, that goes all back to matching on what you believe. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a huge difference between value and interest and having common values is more important than your exact interests. Because maybe for you, that's photography. Maybe for me, that's, I don't, I don't know, something different, but coming together, we can push each other, push each other in the right direction. Yeah. You don't have to like all of the same things. Like, I don't think even like in romantic relationships or friendships or whatever, siblings, like you don't have to like the same things to be able to have a really deep rooted friendship and be able to push each other to grow through life. Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. Well, that was the perfect way to wrap up this interview. I think that was so valuable and you gave such good nuggets of advice so thank you again for coming on you're amazing thank you for having me (laughs) seriously you guys ask amazing questions and you're doing such a good job I am impressed so I really appreciate it yeah well how can people find you plug all your socials anything you've been up to well the new the launch of your new line is like yes okay so we'll go with that we'll start with the meanie I don't know when you're gonna drop this episode but um (laughs) So for the swimwear brand, Instagram is at Amini Swim. So A-M-I-N-I Swim. And same for the website, AminiSwim.com. And then for my Instagram, it's just Sierra Porter. I spell Sierra weird. So C-I-E-R-R-A and then Porter. And yeah, you can find everything else through that. I don't want to go to like the photography accounts and everything. That's too much. (laughs) Yeah. And we can link these in our show notes too. So people can just hop into the bio of our podcast and find it yeah perfect perfect thank you guys awesome thank you so much thank you so much for listening we really hope you're enjoying the new podcast all your friends please don't forget to subscribe rate and review already friends on apple podcast and follow on spotify yes the reviews help us a lot and we really appreciate you taking the time to write them as a bonus we're doing a giveaway for free airpod pros at the end of the year so to enter screenshot you listening to the podcast screenshot that you followed and subscribed post it on instagram on your story and tag the podcast so we can choose a winner at the end of the year thank you so much for listening to another episode we'll catch you next time thanks guys
American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, code STAPLE20.